Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, the only podcast in the known world that is specifically engineered to be listened to with your ears. Our crack team of not really scientists have spent many years and a whole lot of money into the research for this. We hope you enjoy. My name is Jason. And I'm KJ, and in this episode, Jason and I review our week by swapping dental experiences. And we reveal the best board games of all time. There is no debate. Three exclamation points. Don't at me. Is that the end of that sentence? Because it sounded like you might have had more to say right there. Anyway, the document in front of me tells me that up next, we're going to be doing something called pronunciations and have some real thoughts. Later, find out if we have a guest. When we play, do we have a guest? We'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Where'd the ho-hos go, yo? In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? <laughs> Good is up this week. Somebody Good. thought that I had a southern accent this week, which always makes my day. How is that good? Because I love it when people don't think I'm from the Midwest. Oh. The Fargo accent. I wouldn't say you have the Fargo accent, but you absolutely have more of a northern Midwestern accent to me because I'm not, you know, I'm in the South, so you definitely do not have a Southern accent compared to me or anybody else that I know around here locally. Yeah, well, I tweeted it out that I was excited about it, and the the comments I got were, well, south of Canada, maybe, and, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) That's actually funny, yeah. It is funny. Um, but It's all relative. You know, I can see why these people think that. I don't hear it in my own voice, uh, except for a couple of words, but, you know, I went to grade school. In Louisiana, so I'm sure I picked up something there that stuck with me in those formative years. Mm, that's possible. Well, I lived in Ohio for that... two years in grade school, and I still have a predominantly Southern accent. Yes, and I'm sure but I have nothing a... compared to other people around here. Nothing compared. If you, I mean, if you come here, you think, oh, I don't have a Southern accent right. at all. If you're, you know, here right. on a regular basis, and like that's in the South, exactly, and that's why people yep. will say to me that I have a different accent because if you think I have a Midwest accent, you need to come here and spend some time with the folks that really have a Midwest accent. And it's also a thing where I know that if I'm around, the more the more time I spend around people with certain accents, the more my accent drifts to whatever they are. I know. So like when I used to travel and I would go like spend like a month in Montana, I would start talking more like Midwest North. And it, it not, it's not like, you know, I'm attempting to do that. It just kind of veers because you're, it's just whoever you're around and what you're hearing and it gets in your head and you just, you just change it. I mean, I'm not like Madonna going to England and, you know, (laughs) affecting the British accent all of a sudden because she, you know, yeah. It's, hit in the head. it's not intentional. I do it too. And no, I, no, no. when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, what are you doing? Knock it off. Especially when I go down south because I can feel <laughs> some of that stuff coming back when people, you know, ask, you know, if I'm maybe placing an order, the waitress or waiter will say, well, can yes. I get you, honey? And then I start 
you know. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, because bless your heart means something different down south than it does. If the, if the Midwesterners say bless your heart, they mean it. It's not, a, it's not an insult or a, a cut, a rib. It's a very much a backhanded compliment in this. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. And my accent my, or my tone of voice or my, you know, how I enunciate stuff and how, you know, clear I am and what I'm saying um, changes depending on who I'm around. Sure. I mean, just if when I'm around my friends uh, or people that, you know, I know or let me put it this way. When I'm around cool people. My, my my style of speaking changes. And when I'm around people who are a little more stuffy, I kind of drift into whatever they're doing. Stuffy. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. People who are a little uptight, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to go into, if I say I was going on a job interview, I'm not going to go into a job interview and be like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, that's a smart choice. How you, how you doing? But yeah. around, you know, people that I know or, you know, like I said, Cool people. Yeah. I, not to imply that all people interviewing people are uncool, but hey. It's just an uncool setting. If you work in HR, I mean, take it for what it is. Yeah. Yes, the setting. The it's, setting. Not, it's not the people, it's yeah. the setting, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that happened this week, and um, it made me smile. I detect a southern accent in you. Where are you from? <laughs> Loved it. I think my first response is, that woman is crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, again, did you he, say like Texas? She thought Texas. <laughs> and I told her, well, I did go to elementary school in Louisiana. So maybe that's what you're picking up on. Oh, yeah, that's it. And then the other one is Northwest. And which makes sense because mm-hmm. I was born in Montana and spent years in Montana. I get the Northwest accent. Hmm. People think I'm from there. And boy, when I go back there, do I pick that up, too? Yeah, you just fall back into it. Yes. And it lingers yeah, when I come home for a couple of weeks, and then I go back to, you know, my set Midwest slash, slash Louisiana slash Montana hybrid mm-hmm. accent. Yeah, mine's sort of hybrid, too. My family is from um, kind of r- rural, I can't say that word, rural That's a southern tough Virginia. One. Yeah, like on the Virginia-North Carolina border. And they get, whenever they come here to like Atlanta or when, you know, I was living in other places, they would go visit they get like everything from, are you from Texas or are you from New York? I'm like, New York? What the crap are you talking yeah. about? They thought my mom was from New Jersey one time because she's she's like, hey, how y'all doing? And I'm like, that does not sound like people from New York or New Jersey to me. No, but not that's, to me. It's just kind of wherever you are, what your ear is used to, uh, you kind of pick up on things and you hear certain little bits out of it. Because the Southern Virginia accent is very, it's its own thing too. Well, much um, more so than I ever knew living there. Mike from Burke, Virginia, responded to my tweet about yes, this, and I, I saw that. And mm-hmm. Was it Southern Virginia that he said, or did he just say yep, Virginia? He said Southern Virginia. Southern he said, Virginia. So, I think he said Southwest Virginia, which is where basically I'm from. Yeah, and he, he said that his wife is from there, and she gets mistaken for being Texan all the time. Yeah. So if you go up north, they think, "Oh, you're from Texas." If you go like down south, they think that accent is like Maryland, yes, uh, New England, or New York, New Jersey area. And I'm like. It's this weird, you know, it fluctuates more than any other else. I've heard different, you know, such a different wide range of where are you from, you know, and their guesses on that accent than I have on any other accent. Yeah. And it's just all about, you know, what you're used to and and when when you can really pick up when someone's not from the area or. Oh, yeah. Or even if they lived here for many years or lived there for many years, there's still a little difference. And people pick that up. 
Yep. Uh, what about you? Any updates this week in the uh, gum, laser charred gum situation? Um, my periodontal wounds have healed. And Good. I actually have the permanent crown on crown on now. Just got it on yesterday and it is okay so far. I'm Good. totally fine. It's the gums are swollen up. I'm still gonna give it a few more days before I start eating, you know, like real solid foods. I'm still drinking protein. I've just kind of gotten used to it now. It's been almost a month, so I'm just gonna let it go to next week, get through this weekend, make sure that, you know, there's no issue with the crown since they just put it on and that it's, you know, good before I go back to eating food. I might as well go a month without eating actual solid food. You might as well make it a smooth, round month, yeah. There you go, yeah. <laughs> well, I went to the dentist this week, too, just uh-huh. for a cleaning and a checkup. Oh. And I have a cavity. So the oh. the burning teeth sensation is probably the cavity, probably from all that candy corn. Yes. <laughs> Evil <laughs> candy corn. I am now anti-candy corn. I'm anti-cavity corn, too. Yes. Well, that's what the real name of it should be. Cavity cavity corn. corn. Absolutely. Like it came out of a body cavity (laughs) is what it tastes like. I'm not going to say which one. I'm not going there. Okay, all right. Think of the worst one that you can think of, whatever that is to you. Okay. I I won't speak it out loud. No, please don't. I keep that to myself. Anything else happened this week? Uh, yeah, I had game night. Game night is always fun. So last Friday night, I think it was, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, there were six of us. We got together and we ate naughty food, played some board games. What is naughty food? <laughs> you knew I had asked that. Yeah, naughty food is my word for food that doesn't fit the, the whole 30 um, oh, okay. framework. It, you know, pizza, um, cookies. Alcohol. Oh, you mean you mean good food? Yeah, good food or naughty yeah, food. Food, you know, food that tastes good. I learned the naughty from my mama. My mama always said, "Well, that food's naughty. We can't have that." So you know, naughty has been in my life for a long time when, as it relates to junk food, basically. That does not make me think of pizza and <laughs> whatever <laughs> exactly. else you said. That's why it's so funny. Mama would say <laughs> naughty food, and we kind of giggle. But now I use it, you know, as an endearing term. Of course. Uh, but we you, all eventually become our parents, yes. whether we want to or not, yes. in good and bad ways. I'm just glad that my parents are, you know, relatively normal for the most part, except for, you know, you know, bouts of craziness, which is, you know, I think pretty normal. So I'm, I did pretty well in the DNA lottery as far as that concerned. So I don't mind turning into my parents, you know. No, I don't either. Mm. Especially my mama. Yeah. But anyway, we got together and everybody brought a game or two and I took a picture of them all and. Wanted to know on, in twi- the Twitter land, Twitterverse, what game we should play. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Most people said Taboo or Cards Against Humanity. Oh, wow, yeah. Now. Have you ever played that? Yes, I have. We, we didn't play Cards Against Humanity this time, but I, I, my favorite game right mm-hmm. now, I've had lots of favorite games throughout my life, but my favorite game now is Taboo, which we did play. That's kind of naughty sounding. It, it is taboo does sound naughty. Some and, naughty food, naughty games. Oh, yeah, because we played this game called Scrawl. That was a naughty game. That one I haven't heard of. Well, have you is heard of- Is it worse than Cards Against Humanity? It can be in, in a different way. In terms of going that direction? Yeah. It's, um, have you heard of Telestrations? That was another game we had there. Mm, no. So Telestrations is kind of like, I think they probably modeled it after the telephone game. You remember you played telephone as a kid? 
where yes. you start out with some phrase and then by the end of 20 kids, it's a totally different phrase. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah. so Because people can't keep stuff straight and say stuff like, it. you know, they can't stick to the facts. Yeah. So with Telestrations and Scrawl, but Scrawl is the dirty version. You mm. you get um, a phrase or something, and then you have to draw that phrase, and then you pass your drawing to the oh, next no. person, and then they have to guess the phrase that based on your drawing, and then if you know, then the next person has to guess or, or guess that phrase, and then it turns into, you know, by the end of six people, I think only twice did it come back to the original phrase. <laughs> so you can imagine what might people might draw. And and some of the phrases are dirty from the start, and some of them are not. But they all ended yes. up dirty, almost almost all of them. Well, I say this as someone who plays video games on the internet, and some of them involve drawing and graphics that you can like make yourself and put on stuff like tags, like spray painting, like you know graffiti kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of them allow you to design your own like um, logos and emblems, and you know like for a shield or a helmet, or depending on what it is, um, it always ends up. In one direction. <laughs> yes. It, it always ends up in one thing. I think I know which direction you're talking that about. A bunch of teenage, mostly boys, end up drawing on the internet. So I can imagine where this went. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to think very far. I would repeat some of the phrases, but then we'd need a explicit <laughs> tag. Yeah, we're not we're not covered under explicit. Yeah. So. But you know, growing up, Taboo has been my favorite game probably for about ten years. But growing up. I loved Clue. Clue was one of yeah, my Clue's favorites. Yeah, Clue really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know why I loved it, because almost every time that I played, I played with my brother, who, my brother's a genius, and very, you know, just everything he did, he was good at everything, excelled at everything, still does. And he always won, always. I don't know if I was a glutton for punishment, but I, I kept <laughs> playing, and I never, <laughs> ever beat my brother. But I still love the game. I imagine he's good at deducing things. Absolutely, he is. Yes. I would deduce that he is good yes. with deduction. I have a feeling that I would not beat you in Clue either. <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> okay. Coming right out out the gate saying that. Uh, hey, well, that, I mean, that's that's my strongest thing is being able to deduce stuff yeah. based on clues. I mean, it's that game is made for me. It's a great game. Yeah, it's great. So what were some of your favorite games growing up or what are your favorite games now? Oh, I played a ton of mostly video games growing up, but um, I would say as far as like board games, if you're going to like look for something to play like with your family, because I know, you know, Thanksgiving next week and then we got other holidays where people a lot of times get together with their family. You get multiple, you know, families in one location. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a game that I heard about um, recently that I, I haven't, I haven't actually played it myself, but I've seen other people play it. It's called Spyfall. Spyfall or Skyfall? Mm -hmm. Spy, as in, you know, undercover agent, S-P-Y. Okay, yep. And then F-A-L, F-A-L-L. And it's it's a simple game with just a bunch of cards and locations. And you have cards from of like jobs or like um, characters who would be at a location. Like one of them is an amusement park and you could have like, you know, the, the ride attendant. Or you could have like a kid at the amusement park or you could have a clown. And each person gets their own thing and it says across the top what the location is and then it tells you what your job or what your position or what your character the role basically you're going to play oh and i i my i'm going to be with my brother this thanksgiving this game is out <laughs> well listen though yeah i know 
Go ahead. Everybody, everybody who has one of the location cards with the position or the role, they're they're working together to try to figure out who the spy is. Because in every like if you say you have six people, five people have the location, you know, role cards and one person has the spy card and it's at random, you know, so you don't know who the spy is. The spy is trying to figure out what the location is. Oh. And there's probably like 50 locations that, you know, they lay out on a chart so you can have the chart. You put the chart out like it's like a poster. You put it out so the person, everybody can see all the different locations and the people who are in the roles are trying to ask people questions to figure out who the spy is, but not they're trying to give away enough information so they won't be accused as a spy, but not too much information so the spy can figure out the location. That it, that sounds like a game I, I think I'd like. I don't think I'd it's, be it's good at it, cool. but I think I'd like it. Now, this is a card game or computer game with cards? It's a card game. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a board. It would be considered a board game. Cool. No computer involved. It's it's very cool. It's um It seems very interesting, and you can play with like Three people, you know, you go. It's easier to figure out. But when you get like seven, eight, nine, ten people going, uh, it's and everybody's going around and everybody's wanting to try to figure out, you know, are you with me or are you trying to figure out where I am and you spying? Basically, it's 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 interesting, well, and it's one of these things where it's much harder to explain once you play like two two oh, rounds sure. of it. Yeah, it's you're like. Oh, I completely got this. Yeah. And you you play the role of the character. So you just ask questions. So like, hey, you know, what time did you get to work today? Or, you know, what color is that on your uniform? And you like kind of do like that because one of them is like a military base. Oh, so it's and all so, about And so like if you give away you're wearing a uniform, it's absolutely about that. And being able to ask the right questions yes. and give just enough information so you're not accused of being the spy. Because as soon as enough people think, oh, this person's a spy, you vote. And if, you know... And, if you have, if it's got to be unanimous, and if that's the spy, then yes, there. And if, but if you're wrong, the spy wins. And if the spy figures out the location and says, "Oh, we are at a circus, or we're at an amusement park, or we're at a military base," then they win if they guess it right. But if the spy guesses wrong, they lose, obviously, because then you know they're the spy. Okay, this sounds pretty fun. It's pretty. It can get like way involved and like go down a road of people asking questions and trying because. The, the two people at talk in the conversation, and you can have multiple people in the conversations, and you can just kind of go around the room and just talk like, you know, like you're just having a conversation with, you know, everybody in the room, but everybody's playing their role and answering the questions based on what their card says. Yeah, there'll be six of us adults at Thanksgiving, so this might be a good one, because you know what, normally I've, what normal, for, speaking of Thanksgiving, first of all, mm-hmm. we're, we are not going to have an episode next week for Thanksgiving. No, we will not. Play some games. Play some games. But Phil for and I were with that. Most of the time, almost all the time growing up, when we would play thing when we would go for Thanksgiving, we'd the the designated family game was Pictionary. Mm-hmm. Now I like Pictionary. It wasn't that I disliked Pictionary, but I am a terrible drawer artist. <laughs> Everything I did was stick figures. But the main issue was if you had me on your team, you were not happy because I started giggling from the moment my pencil hit the tab tablet i w- couldn't draw anything because i was laughing and people would just <laughs> be like this? draw something and i couldn't it's, do it i was like frozen it's a, it it's brings almost up like a defense a mechanism memories. to be yes. like you know i don't know what to draw so i'm just gonna laugh it's like you know when people get uncomfortable a lot of times they just laugh and they can't yeah it doesn't make any yeah. sense that they're laughing they're just laughing it was bad and so was this scrawl game that was 
that we played this past Friday night was all stick figures and <laughs> sticks in various places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but yeah, you know I can what? Only the other game that I wanted to mention, just to see if you've heard of it, and maybe we have mm-hmm. talked about it at some point. This was a huge favorite of uh, mine growing up and my brother's as well. Dark Tower. Did you ever I've hear of Dark of Tower? I've heard of it, but I think it's in there like a Stephen King book series. I don't Dark think Tower. they're related. I don't think they're related. Okay. No, this I don't know this is a board game, now. I'm going to have to send you... Or video game or anything. I'm going to have to send you something. It's It was kind of in the vein of Dungeons and Dragons, but it was a board game with this big tower okay. that sat in the middle, but it was digitized, and that was really a new innovation in those days. And now those dark towers that are still around are worth, you know, almost 200 bucks for the actual wow. dark tower. But we, my mom got rid of ours because she, we weren't playing it anymore. So she just took, you know, took it upon herself to get rid of it. I'm not bitter, mama, but we don't have the dark tower anymore. Yeah. I, I didn't have enough money as a kid to be able to just, you know, buy expensive electronic toys that cost $200 and then basically set them on fire. <laughs> no, they weren't $200 at the time, but something, oh, something okay. that, in you know became valuable as time went on yeah and that was a fun game yeah that 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 sounds interesting i actually just played regular old roll the dice you know right on the piece of paper dungeons and dragons as a kid but oh you you know that i played a lot of Dungeons and dragons too and again with my brother and i never won that game either (laughs) but dungeons and dragons is not like competitive against each other though it shouldn't be no it isn't but i was always he was usually the dungeon master oh yeah then okay so i never had any cool characters and i i wasn't very good at it you were talking about drawing before yes and that you were an awful drawer reminds me of a game called drawful which i think we've talked about before drawful uh, it this is, sounds this, like it's up my game. alley yeah it's 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 one of these where um, you run it on the on a computer and it connects to a server and you use like your tablet or your phone and you draw everything on your phone or tablet. Okay, like yeah. Give each person an individual word and you have to guess that kind of stuff. I do yeah. remember. That's a good one too. I remember you talking about that before. Yeah, and if you have like a PlayStation Four or like a computer, like a laptop, it can run it, and it's it's not very expensive. It's like less than five bucks usually. That's a good one for like party game. And then have you ever heard of? I think we might have talked about this before. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I'll just say um, it's like a bomb defusal where one person has the computer screen and they can see the bomb, and everybody else has a, like a printed out manual, or you can like go online. It's a PDF. Uh, it's easier to print it out because it's hard, and it's like this complex communication game where the person who's looking at the bomb has to be able to describe what it is, and the people with the rest of the people in the group you're working together, have this, you know, reference manual that they have to look through. And as, you know, much like work as it sounds, it's actually really funny and interesting. It's cool to actually, you know, win, but it's also cool just to hear how people, different people, you know, verbalize different things that they see. And just, it's a very interesting psychological um, communication tool, I think. Yeah, that sounds fun too. So I got three games here to choose from. This is like a mini Mm. recommendation from Jason. Yes. Very nice. Hey, we start talking about games and video games. Yeah. I got a lot to say. Uh, there won't be any Pictionary for me this Thanksgiving, but I can see this Spyfall coming to the head of the line, as well as Taboo. Yeah. My family likes Taboo. And then Ticket to Ride is a good game. Have you played Ticket to oh, Ride? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've never played the actual board game version because it's like $50 or something crazy like yes, that. Yes, we got it for but our the, wedding. Oh, nice. Yes. The I have um, the app 
I have the yes, computer so version do I. Though, on my phone that is actually pretty interesting. I played that a lot. I probably put like 30, 40 hours into that over a year, like a few years ago when it first came out on the phone. Yeah, Ticket to Ride's a good, good. it's a fun board game too. Yes. Well, this concludes our recommendations for board games and other games. <laughs> Spend some time playing with each other. Uh, board games or other games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't mean that in a naughty way And speaking of naughty Yeah, you know what I'm saying If you do know what I'm saying Can you please tell me Because I'm not really sure Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed The Week in Review We also hope you're enjoying The smooth sounds Of the Speaking of Tangents podcast House band Up next Pronunciations? Well, speaking of pronunciations, we haven't done pronunciations for a while. What is this segment? Well, this segment is, what did you say, or what do you say, or pronounce Mm -hmm. this, Fuse. Is this a new segment? (laughs) No. No, Jason. I don't remember this one. It's been a while. Yes. So a few weeks ago now, well, actually close to a month now, surprise, surprise, Mm -hmm. I went on a trip and I went to visit my crazy aunt in North Dakota. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a little road trip. Um, The Hall of Famer and I took my mom and that's my mom, my crazy aunt's my mom's younger sister. Mm -hmm. And so the four of us had a really nice weekend up there in North Dakota. It hadn't started snowing yet, so it was a perfect time. but, the, but while we were on this trip, a few, I guess they're not words, but fra- they're words, but they're phrases. They're th- words put together into a phrase. Like a sentence? A, not a sentence. Well, no, like not a sentence. Like what you're trying to get out of What now. I'm trying to do now? No. Yeah, okay. Put words together? Not a sentence. Phrases. Okay. And I hadn't heard these phrases before, or if I did, I sure. forgot them. Okay. And the first one that my, my mom said, actually, before we started on the North Dakota portion of the trip, when she came to my house... And she said, your house is neat as a pin. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that. I mean, I figured it out pretty quickly because I can deduce stuff. Try playing how, Clue with me. Well, how have you never heard that before? Well, maybe I forgot it, but neat as a pin. I, let's say I haven't heard it for a long time. So neat as a pin to you is, it means tidy, clean. Yes. Yeah. I didn't it means know. neat. Very yeah, neat. Neat as a pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that one wasn't as confusing to me as the next one, which my, mm-hmm. my crazy aunt said as she was talking about the Hall of Famer winning the Toddy Award. Okay. And she mentioned that she was just busting buttons. Mm-hmm. Also one that I hadn't heard. And we all got a giggle because the Hall <laughs> of Famer hadn't heard it either. But of course, <laughs> if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Your, your and I chest, like the alliteration there too. Yes. Your chest is... Swelled with pride, and you're busting swole. buttons. Swole. Swole. Your chest is swole up with pride. There you go. Yeah, and your bu- buttons are busting. Yep. Like if you had a jacket or a coat or a shirt on, you know, it's busted yes. open because it's, you're like, you know, riding high. <laughs> yes, riding high. Yep. Now, Which is, probably has a new definition now. Probably. Yeah. Now, the other thing that we did while we were in North Dakota, and I guess this could be a, um, a pronunciation. How would you pronounce the word 
Well, how would you pronounce this word? I'll spell it for you. <laughs> okay. R-A-C. It's been a while on this segment. We forgot how to do it. Yeah. R-A-C-L-E-T-T-E. What? <laughs> let me write that. Let me write this down. R-A-C. L-E. L-E. T-T-E. That's a word? Yes. I've never heard of that. Well, okay, so it's a, it's, the word is raclette. That's how I would have said it, but I, I've never heard of that word. And well, I hadn't either until my crazy aunt said, we're going to cook raclette. Raclette oh, it style. Food? No, it's a way of cooking. Mm-hmm. Or I, get, I think That's it's, I don't know it it's grilling. Yeah, it's grilling food. Hmm. I and, have never in my life heard that. No, and it comes from Switzerland. And it's, oh. I'm sure you've heard of fondue, which is also a Swiss thing. Yes. Well, the people that back raclette. I don't fond, don't fondue, though. I don't either. I've only fondued okay. twice in my life. Fonded? I fonded. No. Fondant, which is a different thing. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I don't eat fondant either. Well, wait, fondant? What's that word? Spell it. Icing. F-O-N-D-A-N-T or O-N-T, like on the cake. Like where they make all those crazy like shapes. Like you probably saw it on Cake Boss or something like that. I never watched Cake Boss. I never did either, but I'm assuming you did. Why? I'm sorry to have <laughs> Let's move along. I just thought all I just thought all people who liked cooking and, you know, of the you know, that were women liked Cake Boss. Well, that's your first you know, I'm not a person of the cooking really. Okay. I mean You're I- not a person of the Cake Boss? Absolutely not a person of the cake boss. No, me either. So I don't know what fondant is, but now you've told me, yeah. and I would eat a fondant for sure. Yeah, I think it's like more of a hardened type of icing, and I'm sure that there's probably some convoluted way that they make it that is makes it where it can make all these shapes, but it's more rigid, and you can do like crazy looking, like outlandish like shapes on top of cakes, but I'm pretty sure you can still eat it. Um, oh, well, I'm more of an icing or frosting. Yeah, if it's a hardened icing, I don't want it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. But no, raclette though. Raclette is a grill, so it sits on the table, on top of the mm-hmm. table. It's not very big. To me, it kind of remind, kind of reminded me of a George Foreman in that it had those kind of grooves in it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? But it was, it was yes. a little bit bigger than that. And it had, it has two levels. So on the top is the grill, and then underneath it are these um, little trays that you can put in, and then they sit underneath or on top of the fire, and you can put your accoutrements in there. So hmm. on top of the grill is meat and cheese, and then you put like whatever kind of extras you want. So we had, I think we had mushrooms and, and olives and geez, uh, what else? Cheese. We had bacon on top and steak, sausage, scallops, hash browns. It was excellent. And it takes several hours. So it's a good, hmm. it's a, it's an, the reason for it, they, they say it's like a dinner party. So we sat oh, around yeah. for hours and, and drank wine and, and made this food, and it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't tried raclette, it's a lot of fun, and it's not much work. You just have to prep the, you have to cut the meat and stuff because you have to put it in smaller pieces. This sounds very much like Korean barbecue. It might be. Where they cook it at, where it's usually at, in part of the table, and you're, like, you're putting your stuff on there to cook it. Or like fondue, but like the grilling version of fondue. It, it is it is like the grilling version of fondue, and I don't think... Yeah, it's like Korean barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's... The Swiss have claimed this form. <laughs> and, and, White people. 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. So <laughs> Taking I Taking credit for everything. Yeah. But it was good. And so I, I sprung but, that word raclette on you because I didn't think it was a word that we needed to pronounce. Although if you read it, if you think it's French, it could be raclette. Mm, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, we did that yeah, too. Bert. What? <laughs> okay. I I saw what you did there. I what I. It broke up. Everything just broke up there for a second. I didn't. I don't know what happened. Okay. Now this next phrase. Please explain this to me. I've seen this mm-hmm. on Twitter, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think I know the idea behind it, but it's usually don't. They say don't, and then they make the symbol for the at me. Mm-hmm. What is that? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Don't at me? Don't at me. Don't what at me? Yell at me? Don't come at me with some, you know, dissenting opinion. I'm throwing my, I'm, I'm putting this out there. This is what I think. And it usually comes on the heels of a hot take where they're, taking some stance that may or may not be controversial in, you know, even either a serious way or a silly way. Um, and they're saying, I don't want to hear your replies on this. Cause you know, when you send someone a reply on Twitter, you put at it's the at symbol starts off their username. Okay. You just, their Twitter name. You just, the very last thing you said explains it to me, but I'm thinking, mm-hmm. can we not just write the word yell? I mean, do we have 280 characters now? There's no excuses. But the way that you reply is at I get you it. At I get it now, but that last I didn't get it till you said that last thing. Yeah. Well what it when it doesn't make sense is when people I've heard people do this literally say it out of their mouth when they're saying, Now here's my opinion on this and don't at me. Right. Which I mean well, I I mean it's it's how stuff gets into the lexicon of the language yeah. is you end up stuff coming from other, you know, methods of communication into speaking and it oh, comes yeah. out of your mouth and people start to take that on and then it goes from there. Yeah, like when people say LOL instead of that made me laugh out loud. If I ever heard somebody say LOL in person yeah. out of their mouth yeah. instead of laughing, I may smack them in their face. <laughs> See, my, That is ridiculous. I know. That's much worse than this. See, but my problem with Twitter is I still read Just laugh. It. I still speak on Twitter like I would speak in person. So I do too. The don't, don't at me. But I don't speak in sense. person like I type on Twitter. Well, no, I mean, not always, but I try to make it sensible when I write it. Because when you can verbalize something, you can put a lot more inflection and affectation into it so that it makes it make more sense and comes across better in a conversation than when you are typing in a black and white or, you know, sure. um, whatever color your text is and background is format that just kind of throws it out there. Which is why we have emojis now so that you can kind of put some sort right. of, you know, here's what I'm implying in this. Here's my tone. Because tone often does not come across. Even though I sound like I'm yelling right now, I'm not actually yelling. So I am bad with tone in, <laughs> in a verbal sense a lot of times. So imagine my issue on Twitter or on email communication where people oftentimes don't get that I'm joking. I literally had somebody new who listened, started listening to the podcast who I know in person uh-huh. this past couple of weeks that I'm not going to call them out and name their name. They probably not listen now anyway. They, but they said, I listened to like seven or eight hours of it in one day. And I was like, that's Whoa. too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's too much. But she was like, that's like your alter ego. I never knew you were like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like me like bumped up like 20% because you know, we're on a podcast, uh-huh. but it's, and what I didn't understand is I am really bad about 
coming across as I'm joking or being sarcastic or trying to be funny in person. And I think I'm coming across as, you know, I'm, I'm joking about this and people take me as overly serious. And she was like, I'm, you know, intimidated by you in person, but you know, I hear you talking on this podcast and she's like, it was like engaging and I got into it and I'm like, I'm this way in person too. <laughs> what are you talking about? And so I'm, I am terrible at tone implications. Yeah. Yes, tone. Yeah. Well, tone is a, a big problem in the written word, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why the emojis do help or the emoticons, whatever your pick. You know, yeah. take your I'm, pick. Not, I'm not a big fan of that, but, you know, don't at me. I, I understand why they work. Do you think that people don't actually want them to at them or do they actually want them to at them? Oh, no. Now it has become a cliche where they're actually yeah, getting Yeah, they want involved. that, right? It's a way to say, I don't care what you think. Let's get into an argument about it. Yeah. They want the, they want the attention and discussion of it, yes. Okay. But we, they don't want the dissenting opinions. No. Well, maybe they do. Depends on, well, it depends on a lot of stuff. But I bet you a lot It's of, a way for them to bust buttons and get up there and say, don't at me. They're pro- you know, stick their chest out a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, that's a different stick. Being chesty and busting buttons is that those are different. Mm, busting buttons. That's a fine is, line right there. Okay. All right. Moving on. Okay. I got two more here for us. I, I mean, heard, if you're chesty, you're going to be busting buttons. Well, that's point. for sure. Good point. I heard Michael Kornheiser on the T- Tony Kornheiser show this week. He was talking about, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say what he calls it. This, he called it bathroom tissue. Yes. I know what you're talking about. What in, who, no, it's toilet paper. I agree. What is bathroom tissue? Who says that besides Michael Kornheiser? Is that something that people say in the East? I think it might be a Northeastern thing, like a New York thing, maybe. Bathroom tissue is I've much more sophisticated. Oh yes, it is much more it is much more sophisticated. I wonder which, if he's at home, does he say toilet paper, but when he's with a, a different setting, as we were talking earlier, he says bathroom tissue. No, I would say most people on podcasts say when you're on a podcast, I think Tony said this a lot before, radio and you know, by extension podcasts, which is basically just recorded radio, um, when you're in that, you are much more likely to use the same words, unless you're playing a character Uh um, and you're going to be like dialed it up a little bit, dial it up a couple notches. Just, it just comes naturally. You can't, it's almost like we can't help it, but just there's stuff that I wouldn't say to people like responses in public, like in person to person conversations, but I'll say on here because it's entertaining and keeps the conversation going, that kind of stuff. That's a whole other topic, but I Mm -hmm. feel like who you are and what comes out of your mouth is how you would say it in a friend-to-friend setting. So I think when he's at home, he probably says that too. I just think it's, I've heard plenty of people refer to it like that. Bathroom tissue. See, to me, tissue is like Kleenex. I agree. Okay. Well, I don't think I've heard that before. Have you ever said or heard people say TP? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. But mostly when it's, when it's on the grocery list, like, you know, you don't write out toilet paper when you're going to buy groceries, you write TP. Mm -hmm. But I I bet there are a lot more words for, Toilet paper, bathroom tissue. Because, I mean, everybody poops, so I bet there's yeah. a lot of different terms and words. I'd be interested to see if anybody else has something that they call it that is neither 
bathroom tissue, toilet paper, or TP. Yeah, come at me. Poop paper. Did I say that right? Come at me? Um, no. For giving us... Don't at me. <laughs> no, but we want them to tell us what they, what they say. So do at me. Do at me. Poop paper. Okay. We got one more. We're running a little long, okay. but, but we, that's fine because, you know, it's our podcast. I mean, yeah. We got no time limit. No. John Miller posed this question to us on Twitter. John Miller at JKM563. Yes, know him well. When you're sick and call work saying you're not coming into work, do you refer to it as, quote, calling in sick, unquote, or, quote, calling out sick, unquote? Um, I don't think I've heard a lot of people say calling out, so I'm going to say most people say calling in. I'm going to call in sick. Yes. Because you're calling in to wherever you work to say I'm not coming in. Yeah. And I don't say either one. Well, yeah, because you're not calling in sick anywhere. Mm-mm. Or but I mean, I'm, even when I had a job where they cared if I showed up, you know, every day and had to be there um, and had to actually go somewhere to the to the office or whatever, um, I I still never. I don't think I ever called in sick because that was you know pre kids and I said this on Twitter and before you know when I was a young adult I never got sick so I. You know, you have kids so, and your immune system gets inundated with yeah. every germ in the world and you get sick all the time every year. But um, I don't think I ever referred to it as calling. I never said I'm going to call in sick. I would just text or not text at that time, but I would call. And I think now I would just text and say, hey, I'm not coming in today. I won't be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. Okay, first, I thought I was going to have to give you the perfect attendance award, but you have called in sick, but you just haven't used that phrasing. Um, I literally do not remember ever a time calling in sick or calling out sick or missing a day of work for being sick, actually sick. Okay, so you've I taken some mental five or six health years days? In a corporate job. I didn't take any days. I, I, that was, to me, them... Extra money they paid me at the end of the year if they didn't roll over. And if they rolled sure. over, I got like, I had like a month, I think it was like five weeks or six weeks of sick days um, that they just wrote me a check for at one point because they're like, you're not going to use these here. So you do deserve the perfect attendance award. When I was working in a corporate job, yeah, I don't think I ever, I mean, I missed days because I just didn't want to go in. But it was okay, never Okay, well, but those sick. are a mental health day. Even if you're not needing it for <laughs> mental health. That's well, what people because, call the mental health day. They need a day uh, off. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would be, it would be because I would, you know, I, at early career, I was working in IT and I was on call like on the weekends. So I'd be like, okay, I had the beeper, the pager. I had to go in for, you know, like all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So Monday, I'm just not going to be there because I put in, because it's, it's going to be overtime. They don't want to pay you for that anyway. It was an hourly position. And it was to the point of where they were like, yeah, just don't come in today. So yeah, I, perfect attendance, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Perfect attendance is a scam perpetrated by the authority in order to try to get people to do stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And it ends up making more people sick because people come in when they're sick because, or people go to school when they, they're sick. And it ends up doing more harm than good. I am so with perfect you. perfect attendance is the wrong way to go about doing things. I am with you. I agree. Don't at me. I'm not going to at you. Not at all. Okay. Well, I was, you know, I was kind of surprised at the responses. So 
Todd Takei said he calling out. Mm-hmm. And Ed Butt and Jamie Julian said it's calling in, which is the correct answer, by the way. Um, <laughs> but then several people said... You basically just said, Todd, eat it, is what you just did. I, and to the following people, calling oh. off, calling off. James Cunningham, Jeannie in Baltimore, Robert Berg, calling off? I don't, I'm calling off this question, because that... I, I don't understand that at all. That one I haven't heard. I still don't understand calling out, but I can see that a little more. Yeah. You are well, calling I think nowadays, into the office to say you yeah. are sick. Yeah. Well, you could also call out. I mean, that was people like, I'm going to call for takeout. They're just putting an extra word in there. I'm going to call out for food, I've heard people say. Yeah. Because they're calling outside of your domicile. I mean, it's not, it's coming from inside the house. It's not that situation. <laughs> so you're calling out to talk to somebody to bring them something to you. You're also calling out so that the people that, you know, pay you and, you know, check to see if you're at work are knowing you're not going to be there. So I, I understand yes. that calling off is like, I'm calling it off. If I would be more likely to go along with that if they were saying, hey, I'm calling off the work day for me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can, now that you've just, you know, in you've, what's the word I'm looking for? Explained? Calling broke out? Broke it down. Broke it down. I can see that, you know, to me, you called in sick, but you could say that he's out sick. You know, such so-and-so's yeah. out sick. I mean, yeah. I've said that before. He's out sick. But called in sick makes more sense to me. But I can see calling out, but calling off, I can't see. Yeah, and this is going to become an antiquated term at some point uh-huh. because everybody's either going to be texting or it's going to be some other form. People aren't going to use calling to communicate over a device anymore at some point. No, they're going to say I texted in sick or I texted yeah. out sick or, or sick or I texted off sick. They're going to be like, I'm sick today. Don't at me. Yes. It's like the online. I guarantee you somebody has done that. Oh, probably. It's, it's like the online versus inline debate. Yeah. You are in a, a line, not on a line. I waited online. Right. Yeah, I waited in line. I would say in line, yeah. Yeah. To me, the online... Because online is the internet. Yes. Which is also going to go away because online, they're going to be, what kind of line is it? Well, it's the phone line that you used to have to dial into. Yes. What are phone lines is yep. what we're going to end up with in, you know, in the relatively near our lifetime future. Um, all of this, this question from John Miller reminded me of the, have you seen the new Seinfeld comedy special on Netflix? Um, his stand-up one? The yeah. Before Seinfeld or whatever it is? Yes. Did you see no, that? No, I have not. So I watched I've seen, that. I've seen like the preview of it. I haven't actually watched it. I watched that and he did a bit um, about this, this kind of the language and the, the verbiage that we oh, use. Cool. And he, you know, he's made, he's said stuff like, well, we live on Long Island, but we live in Manhattan. You know, what's, hmm. they're both islands, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, we get on the bus, but we get in a taxi. What's with that? We don't get yeah. on the taxi. We were inside a bus, you know. What's the deal with airplane food? Yeah, Did he exactly. Do that one? No, he didn't. But, okay. you know, that's that same idea. That language, you know what? Language. It's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. And confounding. And I do not envy anyone who has to learn English as a second language. I know. I think about that. It is a nightmare compared to other languages. Yes, it is. Definitely. Don't at yes. me. Yeah. And now, yeah, now we got the words and terms and phrases and things and slang from the internet creeping into everyday, you know, English language. So it's it's a mess. Yeah. Everything's a mess. It's def- and I love it. 
<laughs> LOL. <laughs> ha ha. I'm going to stop. H A H A. Exclamation point. Smiley face. Winky face. Winky face. That's a t- I hate that one. Monkey covering your eyes face. <laughs> Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. We ain't robots. So I did have a real thought this week. This this past weekend, um, you may have seen seen this on Twitter. I didn't say don't at me or anything. I just announced <laughs> that um, the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Famer, finally received the Toddy Award, Teacher of the Year. Yes, that's awesome. This weekend, yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun, and and um, we were all busting buttons, but um, we were at a hotel with the the actual. Award ceremony ceremony was at a hotel, and because mm-hmm. there, there was a conference there that the Hall of Famer was attending, in, and in part of the conference was this award banquet. So the family came in the evening, and I got to stay in the hotel, and then, um, you know, the conference continued the next day, and I went home because I wasn't invited to the conference because I'm not a toddy or a teacher. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, but anyway, in the hotel, there was an arcade. Oh, cool. Yeah, I found that cool. And I wondered, my, my real thought was, I wonder, you know, what is the weirdest or coolest thing that people have seen in a hotel? I know um, that a you- A hotel in a mall? Yeah, I know <laughs> that you had a hotel experience when we went for Jingle Fest with the yes. mall. Yeah. The mall tell. The mall tell. But I've never seen an arcade in a hotel or a motel. Um, I have in Japan. You have okay, mm-hmm. but and never, never around here. My childhood is not full of luxury Mayflower two robe hotel situations. I am, I am used. <laughs> me, oh, me either. Yeah, I'm used to super eights, motel sixes. You name that kind of hotel, and I've been there probably. Mm-hmm. Trailers. Trailers. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> when I was a young kid, we didn't have the money to go to a hotel. I mean, we didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah, well, okay. So I thought that was a brand of hotel a uh, chain of hotel that i missed out on yeah it's called the people that don't have any money <laughs> yeah. you stay at home in your trailer that's what you do that's your vacation oh well i traveled a lot with my dad and so we stayed in, in a lot of hotels and mm-hmm. yeah those are the, there's memories of sneaking dogs in that shouldn't have been allowed in and uh, it wasn't, it, I had to hide on the floor and hide the dog down on the floor and then we had to sneak the dog in the back room yeah, it wasn't good. But there was no arcades in those hotels. No. Th- those are usually the hotels where the doors open, the door to your room opens to the outside and not inside. That's where I draw the line and differentiate hotels. Is so do I. Hotel doors that open to the world versus hotel doors that open to the inside of the hotel. Uh, yeah, me too. I need Nowadays, I really don't like to book a hotel that opens to the outside. I would prefer not to as well. It always feels a little bit more not safe, I guess, with the hotel being open to the outside. Oh, yeah, very true. I don't know. But anyway, the arcade, I didn't play in the arcade room, but I did take a picture of it. I thought it was pretty cool. 
Um, can I guess what kind of games they had in there? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go pinball machines. Okay, I need to bring up my picture. I don't think there was a pinball machine. I am shocked that in 2017, an arcade didn't have a pinball machine because most arcade cabinet like game games, you can get better games at home on like a console or a computer. So most arcades now go with a way of either pinball machines or which are super elaborate now or like games like driving or flying games where you actually like sit in a seat and have a steering wheel or like a flight stick kind of cockpit kind of thing. Yes, there are two there. I'm looking at the photo right now. There are two um, seats with steering wheels. Yep. And there it's NASCAR 82. It's called. That sounds about right. And there's one other one that it looks like it says Buck. There's a maybe a gun, like a deer hunting yep. game. Deer hunting. That was my next guess oh, would be took- something with a gun where you're shooting deer. These are very much aimed at a certain um, lifestyle of yeah. person, like type of people. Can you hear that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we're Yes, what is that? That's Wrigley is sleeping and his toes are kicking the wall. He's dreaming. It sounds like a key. It sounds like a keyboard. And he's done this before on this podcast. And Wiggy, wake up, buddy. He's having a dream. He must be chasing rabbits. And he's kicking the wall. <laughs> um, and then there's some games that I can't make out, but there are no pinball machines. The one that you haven't guessed yet, I'm going to give you some time. All right. It's not Let a game, think. but it certainly belongs in an arcade room. I can't think of where it would be otherwise. The claw machine. Boom. Yes. The claw machine. Yes. When you have NASCAR sit down driving games, buck, like deer hunting gun game, light gun games, and claw machines, that's, that's, a, that's a 2017 arcade in most rural parts of the world. I have never, ever analyzed an arcade room in that manner. Oh, yes. This is what it was for me. I walked by it. I stopped. I looked. I backpedaled. I said, hmm, that's an arcade. And I kept going. The only thing it sounds like it's missing would be like Golden Tee, the arcade game. Oh, yeah, the is that a golf thing? Yes, it's where you have the like the only controller is like the roller ball. Yeah, and the you roller like ball. Roll the ball to hit the. Hit I've the played ball. that game before. Yeah, I have to. I've played all of these games before. I was never really into. I mean, I shouldn't say that. We did go to a lot of arcades. I played um, pole position. Oh, a lot. I did all the time as a kid. And yes, I played Pac Man a, a lot. Spy Hunter. And I was dumb enough to play the claw game, which. Oh yeah, that's the, a racket. the sucker move. Yeah, that's the that's the carny like that's the one like carnival game. Yes. that is like ripoff that has came over to like arcade modern arcades. Right? Yeah, machines. it started in the, it started at carnivals, didn't it? I'm pretty sure you know we ring toss or you're throwing a ball to a clown's mouth or shooting a duck with a pellet gun that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I was better at skee ball. Is that what it was called? Where you throw the yeah. ball and it goes in the the rings, the circles. Yeah, I think this is another one that has regional names, but yeah, ski ball is what I call it too. Okay, and then I did play a fair amount of, I suppose, a some sort of duck hunter. Yeah, duck hunt. You duck mean like hunt. on the yeah, on and the Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, I had an arcade in the hotel. It was a great hotel. Lots of green space. We didn't have to sneak our dogs in. They were allowed. Oh, really? Lots of green space for them, and no charge for a dog. That is unheard of nowadays in hotels. Hmm. So, rock on, hotel. <laughs> that you're not naming or plugging? <laughs> uh, I think it was called the Crown Plaza. Does that sound like a hotel? Ooh, that sounds like a fancy hotel. In Minneapolis. Well, it wasn't. there was no robes there at all. Not even one. What? Yeah, I know. 
This conversation is over. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, what's up, man? Long time no see. I'm not really good at small talk. What kind of interest rates you have on your car vehicle? Are those new blades on your lawnmower? What kind of dish detergent do you use in your washing machine? Anyway, if you'd like to send us feedback, at Speak Tangents on Twitter, speakingatangentspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes, we do have feedback. And and how about we start with Twitter? Speaking of Twitter and don't at me. And Twitterverse. At me. Twitter land, is that what you called it? Twitter land and Twitterverse, yeah. I think. Okay, yeah. Um, let's start with Brad Weiss. It just depends on if you're in Florida or California. Yeah. Yeah. Or Minnesota or Montana or Louisiana or Virginia, Southwest Virginia. I think I was too subtle with that joke. You must have been. What did you say? It all depends, depends on, on if, if you're in, if you're in Florida or California. I would get it if no, I don't get it. Let's keep moving. It's not even very good. Okay, all right. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss. He gives us a short, you know, a sort of a summation of last week's episode, a la Louis Nochi. Nosi. Oh. So he says, insurance or insurance. He didn't specify so i'll just say insurance companies offer poor customer service Mm -hmm. hoas are intrusive double check there are mixed feelings about candy corn Mm, yep i guess so people like liz clark absolutely speaking of obvious (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yes yeah that was good Um, that was the other uh, choice for um name of this podcast which one? Speak. Speaking of obvious, yeah. oh, people love Liz Clark, of course. Yeah, of course. Speaking That's of obvious, we name the podcast when we <laughs> only had her on one of the seventy episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now um, Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt shared his opinion on Twitter switching from one hundred forty to two hundred eighty characters. You mean somebody shared an opinion on Twitter on the Twitter verse land world? Yes, and and you know we talked about that last week briefly about going to two eighty and how we didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Matt, Although I have been taking advantage of. Oh, it, me sadly. too. Yeah. Uh, Matt Matt says I'm not bothered by expanded Twitter since a lot of my feedback to you used to take multiple tweets per message. Now I should be able to properly articulate my thoughts without having to expand to two or three parts, and it isn't rats still can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's good. Made me laugh. Now, speaking of don't at me, last week, you you talked a little bit about Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Well, James Cunningham at James IV 1978, The New Hope of Cunningham's, yes. definitely has a strong opinion on his cartoons. Mm-hmm. Here's, this, is, this is, I've read this, this is the definition of a hot take. And this is a hot take. He says, look. Ziggy is the best cartoon, not... You can stop right there. I, I want to address that part first. Okay. Go for it. I don't think that sentence has ever been uttered by anybody else in the, you know, in the world ever. It, Ziggy is the best cartoon? It's really? It's definitely not been uttered by me. Mm-mm, me either. I've never heard that before. No. I, d- I don't agree with that. No. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'm going to continue with his tweet. Yes, yeah, sorry. Not Calvin and Hobbes. Second mm. is Peanuts. 
There is no debate. And after peanuts and there is no debate, he uses three exclamation points. Mm -hmm. Just sticking the knife in right there, James. And and twisting it a little bit. I will say peanuts is probably second. Even though if you look at back at those now, they're not really that funny. They're more philosophical in a way. And I think just the drawings and the fact that it's so old, it's one of the older cartoons um, that, uh, and the association with the animated ones now mm-hmm. is what brings it along a long way. Um, but Calvin Hobbes is the first. Well, Cool Aunt Claire, I think, agrees with you, judging from her response to James Cunningham. Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire said, are you out of your ever-loving mind? I hope that this insanity will be explained when I listen to the Speaking of Tangents episode that awaits me. I got no explanation for this other than Calvin and Hobbes is the best cartoon. Yeah, you know. And Peanuts, I agree with James Peanuts is second, but that's it. I wasn't huge in, the. I wasn't a big funny pages person, so when the paper came, I didn't pull out the funny pages first. I usually went to sports first, mm-hmm. but... Ziggy, well, Ziggy was fine, but and Peanuts I thought was pretty good. Calvin and Hobbes loved. I'd say Calvin and Hobbes was number one. I also mm-hmm. do, and this I don't think these were ever in the actual funny pages, but I do. I'm a big fan of The Far Side. Yes. And Family Circus was kind of fun for me too. Oh no. I liked Family Circus, but you know what I no, think I like the best no, about no, it no. are the drawings. No. <laughs> I- I don't know what to say. Would you go with Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> I think that response should give you the answer. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, I'm and I'm not s- laughing at it because it's funny. Right. I know. Yeah. Ziggy, Ziggy is better than Kathy and Family Circus is what you're saying? I would say so, yes. But mm-hmm. it's, it is nowhere near Calvin and Hobbes or Peanuts to me. What about? And there's probably four or five others I'm forgetting that are above Ziggy, but I mean, hey, that's why you know people can have different opinions. Yeah, I'm thinking of the dude. Was it Dunbar? Um, what? I don't know. The, he's he's got the little. I can't explain what he looks like. Dilbert. Dilbert, him. Yeah. Dunbar. <laughs> Dilbert. Okay. Yeah, Dilbert was pretty good. Um. If you like worked in an office or had any kind of, you know, knowledge of inside knowledge of how that inner office politics and that kind of yeah. stuff, it, it came across as pretty funny. I remember that. See, I, I told you I wasn't a nuts, funny though. pages person. Mm. Dunbar. I don't know where Dunbar. that came from. No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with Claire on this. Yeah. Well, I don't think you were alone. And I even when I saw that tweet, I'm, I did say to myself, really, Ziggy? But to each his <laughs> or her own. Absolutely. And I appreciate that James didn't do, don't at me. He went, there is no debate question. I yeah. mean, exclamation point, exclamation yeah. point, exclamation point. Yep. So that, that's, that's old school don't at me. I, I appreciate him going with that. Definitely. Yep. Um, okay. On your HOAs that you oh, talked yes. about after, after our discussion last week, Mary Faye Randolph at Mary F-E-T-X says, lots of retirees in my townhouse community. That's who is on board of HOA. That does make sense. Their worldview is totally different from those of us who are rarely at home during the day and whose life isn't wrapped up in outward appearances. Current problem, my gutters need cleaning. So she deals a, with HOA too. Yeah, that is a very good analysis of mm-hmm. it and very, and I, I think agree. it makes a lot of sense. Totally. From That's what great. I understand of it, I would agree from what yes, you're telling I, me. Yeah, I agree with that too. And regarding your lasered gums or mm-hmm. your... um. 
Yeah, your gums being lasered at the dentist. John mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P. says, Laser Gum Combustion was the name of my 70s proto-punk band. I laughed really hard at that. That was good. Funny, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of... That could actually be the name of a band now. Oh, Laser Gum Combustion? Absolutely. Like an indie band or like yes. a, you know, shoegaze band. A who? Never mind. Okay. Speaking of Laser Gum Combustion. Mm-hmm. One of the questions that after you talked about that last week, I I wanted to know if you're going to have the charcoal gum look. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony Beeson wrote a jingle about that. Hit it, Tony. Oh. oh. Now you're yeah. not going to continue to have the charred gum look that is going to go away. The black. Oh, it's already that gone. Is gone. Okay. I like the production value. Yes. Adding our clipping. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> oh my God. In walks a dentist, armed with a Dremel, it's a dentistry scam. Don't let him see you tremble. Don't be a dentophobe. He's got to look. (laughs) Dentist chair bound, he's got an appointment, needing a crown. His gums are a target, about to use a laser. He's got to look. (laughs) He's got to look. The charred gum look. He's got to look. The charred gum look. What in the world could make my gums turn black and blue? Nice. When will I ever be able again to chew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say, ow, 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 ow. The charred gum look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Tony. Oh, yeah, that is ridiculous in the best way. Yeah, that's, it is. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> oh, Roxette, isn't that what it was? Yes, Roxette. And do you, here's yeah. a little trivia. Do you know where Roxette is from? They are from Sweden. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't ask. Don't at uh, me I on know. music trivia. Have we not learned that by now? <laughs> uh, well, I I don't know. <laughs> I thought maybe I though. I had you. Uh, uh, maybe. I you know when we took that quiz a couple weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. and it was the cover name the name the song that was covered and wasn't an original song or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which song is which song was a cover that an artist did, yes. Yeah, so Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper was one of the ones that we were surprised to hear was a, wasn't was her original. Yes. So it happened that that song was on the radio at my work the next day, the Monday. The original or the Cindy Lauper version? Cindy Lauper version. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the one of my coworkers who is a huge music buff and he's a musician and he he's always asking me music trivia every day at work. So I asked him if this is, you know, is this an original Cindy Lop or is it a cover? And he said, oh no, this is an original. I said, no, I don't think so. I think we should bet. I think this is a cover. And he takes the bet. You just, you just conned somebody. I you did, I conned somebody. And um, we took the bet and it was a latte. He was going to buy me a latte. And So you just got a free latte. I did, but then we looked it up on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is always right. And I'm right, and we found out the answer, and, and then he tried to talk his way out of it. He's like, well, what depends on your definition of a cover, you know, kind of how we went into that, too. It's like, what is a cover? I, I wouldn't know anybody who would try to talk like that about talking no, their way out of No, not stuff. at all. But I no. told him, I fessed up, I said, no, I just learned this the other day. I'm, I'm you know, I'm conning you, but I didn't use that term. But. So <laughs> hey, I never did matter. get my latte. Really? I let him oh, out totally of it. You totally deserve that. No. I'm too nice. I to let him, him out to, of it. No. No. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter when you learn something. The important part is that you know it and they don't. That's true. 
That's called, you know, thinking ahead. Well, I was feeling pretty good about it, but then <laughs> you said you conned ahead. him. So then I started feeling bad about it. But I did. Con can, I did can let have some out. good things. I mean, it's it's con can have different connotations, yes. good and bad. Yes. Yep. I mean, and most of the time it's bad, but it can be good if you are, you know, pulling one over on somebody in a certain, you know, in a fun way. Yeah, it can be, which is what and I not did. Not selling them engraved portraits of Abraham, copper engraved portraits of Abraham Lincoln for ten ten dollars. Who did that? It's the penny scam. Oh. They would put ads in like classifieds and in magazines and stuff and be like copper engraved portraits of Abraham Lincoln, you know, that you can carry around and for like $10 or like $5, even like a dollar. And then you mail it to them and then they mail you, you know, an envelope with a penny in it, which is. Oh, my gosh. I'd not heard this. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Well, you know, I've got some. Don't um, at me. I don't know everything. Yeah, this has nothing to do with what we just talked about, but I do have some um, old, like from from the 50s or maybe earlier than that. So like from the last, you know, um, millennium, um, small portable images of Abraham Lincoln that are carved in copper that I could send you some, you know. For, I, for I, how much? You just send me like, you know, the cost of the uh, shipping and handling, you know, be like, you know, $15 and I could send you four or five of them actually. <laughs> are you interested in that? No, but this reminds okay. me of... Um, I'm watching that HBO special, The Rolling Stone, uh, 50 Years of the Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, there's two, it's two parts, and um, I've just started the second part, and it's really good. I would recommend it, but there was a piece in there about Jimmy Swaggart. And, um, oh. <laughs> and I had forgotten the whole scandal of uh, the, the prostitutes, that his oh, sex yes. scandal. I had forgotten that part, but remember oh, I yes. told you that I used to dress up as Jimmy Swaggart? Yes, that's my, what I thought you were going to uh, Yeah, I asked my yeah. grandmother to buy me a, a, a shirt and a dress tie, and she did. Yes, and and you run around. <laughs> I would stand up on the fireplace or whatever, and I'd say, and send me all your money. But You sinners. Yes. So when you were talking about the, you know, me sending you money, I'm sorry, but I was thinking back to this Jimmy Swaggart about sending okay. me money. <laughs> this is great because now I have to tell you something that happened to me at the dentist yesterday. Okay. You want, oh, yeah. So get your crown. I'm at the dentist. They're putting in the crown. And so you have to sit there in the chair. I'm there for like an hour. You know, they have the TVs on like where the person in the chair can see it. Yes. The channel they have it on is something called SBN, which I had never heard of. SB? Which turns out... SB like I don't I don't know what it stands B for. for. Boy? S yeah B for boy okay. in network whatever okay um and it is Jimmy Swaggart's television network oh my gosh which at one point I was like what is this it's like people sitting around a table taking questions and it was like all these older people they were older but they probably in their sixties or seventies of people like a and it said it's a live call in show and people were calling in which is Number one, a mistake right there. <laughs> yeah. Random people calling in live to this show and were asking questions or giving comments. And most of them sounded like they were like very elderly sounding people who were calling in to give their opinions on stuff. But they would forget like three quarters of the way into the thought what they were saying. <laughs> Sounds like me. And the people sitting around the table, you could tell they weren't really paying attention because <laughs> they would just go off on their own thing. And I was like, and so I'm sitting there having to watch this. While they're, you know, sticking their fingers in my mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. That they did not that has nothing to do with what that person was just asking about. And it it was super crazy and weird. And I was like, what is this? And then this 
like two minute commercial came on of like looked like an infomercial uh-huh. and it was Jimmy Swaggart trying to sell like his videos and books. And then I discovered I got home and looked it up and SBN is the Jimmy Swaggart Network. So Jimmy, it's like Sun Life Broadcasting or something like that. So J- Jimmy so, Swaggart is still with us. Not only is he with us, he's still hawking his wares, so to speak. Oh my gosh, I had never heard of he's SBN. I had neither, and it the commercial. Every other like sentence, he would say, "You sinners," and like yet like point at the TV. Okay. Like point at the camera, and I'm like, okay, you know. This is not the way to, you know, connect with people that if you're trying to, (laughs) you know, tell them, you know, hey, let me tell you about God and God loves you is not to point at them and yell, you sinners, and then ask them for money for your crappy videos. I mean, it's just not not the way that I would go about it. It's no, but it's that's funny that you said that because, I mean, he's got a network now. I guess these old people are sending in money. Oh. I had a great aunt who, this is back in the early 80s, who sent all her money to, um, was it uh, Jim Baker? Tammy yeah, Faye? Tammy Faye and Jim. Yeah. Yep. Sent so much money to them. And I'm like, even as like a 10-year-old kid, I'm going, this is not a good idea. This is, you you can believe whatever you want. And I have stuff that I believe and other people believe different things. You sh- Anybody that should be able to see through this yeah. and realize this is not this is not right, and this is not what these people are doing. Is using some using your beliefs against you, or what you want to believe against you by and stealing your money? Yeah, scams. Well, when I was ten years old, I saw through Swaggart, and I was yeah. saying, Give, "Send me your money," while I was pretending send me to be your money. Yeah, yeah. but two you things sinners. two things stood out besides the what you said about the SBN. Uh-huh. One, you go to a fancy dentist if you can watch TV while you're there. Because my dentist, you look straight up and there's a poster of a mountain on the ceiling. That's it. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say it's a poster of a kitten saying, hang in there. Oh, that'd be awesome. No. <laughs> or like the frog sticking out of the uh, flamingo or the pelican's mouth with its choking it by the neck <laughs> while it's trying to swallow it. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. But I yeah. have hang seen in there. the, this is the mountain, but I have seen the hang in there kitty. I think we even did a, didn't we do an Amazon review of hang in there kitty poster once? Yes, we did. Yeah. And the second part Back of when that. when our podcast did actual Amazon reviews. Yes. And the second one that, I, I have another piece of trivia for you. Okay. Do you know who's Jimmy Swaggart's famous cousin is? Um, I've heard this before, but I cannot remember. So I'm going to say, no, I do not know it right now. I stopped I've heard, you. I've heard this before. Yes, you did. You got me. You want, you want to bet a latte? No. Um, <laughs> I don't mind not knowing about televangelists, uh, by the way. Well, but this is, yes, his cousin, his famous cousin, he's got two of them. One is a country singer that I can't remember the name of, some, maybe Gilbert, but it's Jerry Lee Vince Lewis. Gil? Oh yes, that I uh, yes I've heard that before. Yeah, so yeah, the three of them, the three of them grew up in a small church uh, in Louisiana, and they were all mm-hmm. good musicians. Two of yep. them went into music, and Jimmy went where Jimmy went. But he still yeah. played music, piano in his sermon in his uh, services. I don't remember that. I don't know that. I didn't either. Until, but the Rolling Stone covers this a little bit in the documentary. So you have HBO. You <laughs> should try and look at it. It's good. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Or yeah. watch it. Whatever you. Th- I cannot look recommend at it or the watch SBN. It. No, no matter what you believe. I mean, because hey, I believe in God, but I'm not watching that mess. 
No. I think even God is going, what are you people doing? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to watch SBN. Not to speak for God or anything like that. No, of course not. No. Now, we got to finish with a little bit of food. Okay. It wouldn't be the same if we didn't. So Marvin Foster at Flutter3A, he retweeted a tweet from Little Debbie. You remember mm-hmm. Little Debbie, the snack cakes and, and uh, junk food, the naughty food that Little Debbie... Yes, I remember being able to eat once upon a time. Yeah, well, here we it go. was a few weeks ago. Well, you're and you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now. I was able to masticate and chew, and it really was fun. Fond memories, fond memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, little Debbie apparently tweeted out a picture of four of their products, saying that one of them had to go, and asking people to pick which one. So I don't know if they're discontinuing a product, but they're. They gave four products and they asked people to say, which one basically do you like the least? Oh, so you're voting one off the island. Yeah. Is that where yep, we're at here? Basically. Okay. So Marvin Foster said, there is only one correct answer if you have to get rid of one, but I feel speaking of tangents should weigh in. Okay. Now the four products are Nutty Buddy, Oatmeal Cream Pie, mm-hmm. Honey Buns, and those Christmas trees. Christmas tree cakes. That's the one you get rid of? Oh, No. That's the one you keep. I'm just, I'm just clarifying oh, it's the Christmas okay. tree cake. Yeah, the Christmas tree cake. Christmas tree cake comes in at number one on my rankings of these. Of getting rid of. No, of best. Oh. Oatmeal cream pie, number two. No. Nutty Buddy, number three. And oh. Honey Buns can get out. Okay. So Marvin Foster's list, and I think I have this right, Nutty Buddy is his favorite followed by oatmeal cream, Mm -hmm. followed by honey buns, and get out Christmas trees. No. And that's my exact order, too, Nutty Buddy. Mm -hmm. Look, the Christmas tree cake, not only is it delicious, it's cool looking. It's shaped like a Christmas tree. It has icing and like two layers of cake. It's the fancy cake. It's what you didn't even know existed until we started this podcast about six months ago when we were talking (laughs) about it, when it was like icing between the cake? What? It's That's that's high class. It's way up there in terms of like packaged treats. What? I didn't know that existed. Icing between the cake? Yeah, we were talking about layer cake. I was like, it's it's not a cake unless it's a layer cake. And you're like, what's this fancy layer cake thing you're talking about? Oh, well, I know about icing. <laughs> Costco makes the best cakes. They have icing yes. between the cake. Yes, yes, but it was like you had just recently made this discovery. Oh, and I'm like, okay. Well, what? I don't eat cake unless it's, you know, layered. I had it's, Christmas tree I, I, cake. Don't come at me with sheet cakes. <laughs> you you draw about? the line at sheet cakes. You need the layered yes. cake. Okay, they well, if you like layered cake, Christmas there. tree is the way to go. They are awesome. And not only that, they get the bonus of only coming around at a certain season of the year. Well, do they anymore? Because we know that They pe- are seasonal. Are we sure? I am not sure, but I'm pretty certain. Okay, now, Nutty Buddy. I thought they were called Nutty Bars. Is there some competing company that makes Nutty Um, Bars? I would have called it Nutty Bar, too, because Nutty Buddy, to me, is ice cream. Oh, I don't know about the Nutty Buddy in ice cream form. The the ice cream cone that comes in the cone, like waffle cone, with, like, the chocolate and, like, nuts on the top of it. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. That's a, a, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, a nutty buddy. That's what I'm talking about. That's not what I call it, but I know it. I can picture it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google. Yep, I Google nutty buddy, and it's, 
it's the nutty bars. What I would call nutty bars. Yeah, nutty bars. But I bars. guess it is called a nutty buddy. Yeah, I think there's a, maybe I made it up. I mean, I didn't make it up, but maybe we as a generation made it up to be nutty bars. Yes. And not nutty well, buddy. Actually, no, the first thing that came up, the first image that came up when you Google nutty buddy is Little Debbie nutty bars, and it says nutty bars on the package, like on the box, okay. on the image. Okay, all right. Well, nutty bars I found were excellent. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what the number two image is? Yes. I might regret Battle, that. But. Yes, you will. Battle Nutty Buddy Combo Black Compression Shorts with Cup. A Nutty Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the number two image. I could see, uh, yeah, Nutty Buddy might not have been the best. Nutty Bars is probably a better choice. But isn't... Mm, <laughs> I think the issue here is Nutty and not Bars or Buddy. <laughs> Yeah, well, buddy. I think you got nutty out of no, there. No, nutty you know. buddy, buddy, your friend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, buddy is not the problem. <laughs> no. Bars are not the problem. No, nutty is the is the term that goes off the rails on this. I understand. Nutty is how you end up with. I understand. Battle. That part. Com- I don't know what I've I've heard of cups, you know, yeah. like sports. Yes. Growing up, I played football and all that kind of stuff. I've never heard of a battle compression cup. <laughs> That seems like a little aggressive. And how are the reviews on that aggressive. battle compression cup? I am not clicking on any of that. Okay, I understand that nutty is the you know the <laughs> is the issue, is the offending yeah. term. However, well, not offensive. It just that's what gets you off into the other area. Yes, but given that nutty is a given, nutty is part of it. I'm just saying that buddy is a little bit more likely to lead your mind astray than bars. I can't. It's a toss up yeah. for me. But what happened to ho hos? Aren't they, Little Debbie? I think that got, you know, politically corrected out of our treat terminology. What are they called? Not ho hos. What is a zinger? Do you remember the zingers? Yep. Are zingers th- had like coconut, I think. Oh, I don't like them then. I like the no, ho hos or whatever they're called now. Yeah, well, the ho-hos and the ding-dongs got oh, ding axed dong. from our, you know, treat lexicon. They did? The, by the way, Nutty Buddy, first Wikipedia entry is, Nutty Buddy is an ice cream cone topped with vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, chocolate and peanuts, manufactured in the United States of America. Nice. I don't, I don't like ice cream with nuts, so I probably never ate one of those in my life. I don't necessarily. Um, like I said, all ice cream is, un, is overrated. But this is actually some something that I will eat. It's pretty good. If you're getting like an ice cream treat as opposed to like just ice cream, this is this is not a bad way to go. Oh well, I don't I would just skip it. Like you said, ice cream is overrated. I agree. Okay, so we disagree Christmas what, where trees. Did, how do we get to this? Where yeah, Christmas trees are great. Christmas tree cakes are great. Nutty buddy. I would not be able great. to live I would not be able to continue living in my house with the person I'm related to by marriage if I did not stand up for Christmas tree cakes. Okay. Well, that's the important part. She is all in on Christmas tree cakes, and I got her back. So I'm going to have to reveal something. I don't know that I've ever had a Christmas tree cake. Oh, you were arguing under false pretense then. I, but here's my... You need to eat one. This is my um, argument. You, if you say you like ho-hos... But my argument it is, is, it is I, the it is the improvement. It is the ho ho two But it's vanilla. No, not all of them. They have chocolate ones. 
They have chocolate oh, cake ones. Well, then I might try that. I chocolate with white icing and then like the Christmas tree, like little decorations. And it's like each like little decoration is like different kind of candy, like crunchy kind of stuff mm-hmm. or they're they're great. OK, well, I my argument is that I feel like I ha- must have eaten these. That's what I think I must have eaten these. I've no, had no, no, everything no. else. You, you don't you don't just think you eat a Christmas tree cake. You either ate a Christmas tree cake or you didn't. You would know. Okay. They're well, that impactful. I suppose I'll have to try one. It's a milestone event in your life. Okay, I'll try one. But I think I'd rather have the chocolate one. I think I might be overselling it. Okay. And, a little too much hype. And, and last but not least, we moved from solid food to liquid. Jamie Julian. Where I'm at. Yes, at there we Honey go. Honey Crisp s- tweeted us a picture that s- was a picture of a salted caramel Pepsi. Oh, you, and you tricked me. And she said, why, Pepsi? Why? Yeah, I I agree with you, Jamie. Mm, that's 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 wrong on so many levels. First off, it's Pepsi. Secondly, caramel and salted. Yeah, I, I, I don't I wouldn't drink that if it was a Coke. Yeah, well, that's saying so, something. Yeah, so certainly not Pepsi. No, that's who who thought that was a good idea. Uh, Pepsi, apparently. Yeah, the same person who came up with Kendall Jenner Pepsi ads. That's they need a different ad and a different marketing department at Pepsi. Wait. Actually, no, they don't. Keep going, Pepsi. You're doing awesome. You're doing great. I Just don't go down in in a blaze. I don't think I've seen the Kendall Jenner Pepsi. Uh, it was months ago. Is when it's when she solves racism based on giving oh, a Pepsi yes. to the cop. That was awful. Yeah. That's that's one of the worst. Like. Tone deaf ads I've ever seen. Yes, it it really was. It was horrible. So people making decisions at Pepsi, yeah, that this, that's how you end up at salted caramel cola. Is you think that ad was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. No, we're not drinking that. At least I'm not drinking that. Oh, don't at me on that. Don't at me on that is for sure. A uh, for sure. Um. Uh. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything don't else at to me. add this week? <laughs> No, I have nothing else to add. Okay, at bye-bye. <laughs> at bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of Thanksgiving... Or Thanksgiving. I guess how you pronounce it depends on whether you're from California or Florida. But anyway, for Thanksgiving this year, the Hall of Famer and I are in charge of making a dessert or a side dish. For dessert, we're making a Hoosier pie. But for the side dish, for the side dish, we're looking for a stuffing recipe. And no, it is not dressing, no matter where you're from. But we're looking for a stuffing recipe that calls for either craisins or dried cranberries and we're going to take those dried cranberries or craisins we're going to toss them out and we're going to replace them with ed bud's dried cherries eat it us happy thanksgiving y'all see you in two weeks graphics by jason fuse quick editor's note this podcast does not officially condone making stuffing with a side dish Now who's naughty? I love snow peas. And I love you. You're Bert! Bye-bye.